Welcome to the Team Trashcast. I'm Wasteland, a.k.a. TJ. I'm Dr. Compost, a.k.a. Aaron. And I'm Logan Landfill. And today is going to be an episode all about dads. Father's Day occurred recently. Are you doing okay over there? Yeah, I forgot, my, I forgot my nickname for a second. <laughs> it's been so long! <laughs> you guys don't know this, but it has been a hot minute since we've recorded. Uh, we've had some long breaks in between episodes. Anyways... So this episode is going to be uh, the dad's episode. Um, we were going to be putting it out around Father's Day, but things happen. It is what it is. But we have a guest for, for, for our Father's Day, for our, our dad's episode. Uh, he is an actual father. He is from the Set to Learn podcast, which you can, I think you can find pretty much anywhere. Um, uh, oh yeah, anywhere you can find podcasts. Anywhere you can find podcasts, just like our podcast. Is it um, in my pod kit? I was going to say pocket. Because it sounds like, ah. but like that's not very funny. But Excellent dad joke to start start off the start off the show. Is, is that going to be the the tone of the whole show? It's just like <laughs> very poor humor. Yo, every, you have no like idea. <laughs> I don't like how you seem ready. <laughs> um, okay, so our guest, ladies and gentlemen, is is Derek. Is a good buddy of mine from the Seth Learn podcast. Derek, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm really excited to be on a show about trash. Uh, in fact, this, uh, this reminds me of a story. Uh, just last week, my wife yelled from the laundry that we're almost out of trash bags. And I was like, babe, why do you keep throwing them away? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. You know, there's, uh, there's also... You got that joke prepared? Like, was... <laughs> he, he was reading that. Like you were I was reading, reading it somewhere. <laughs> Higher writers? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> the show isn't about trash. It's it's supposed to be about the 20s. Look at how trashy we uh, are. But you know, I figured trash. In oh, I know. Uh, oh, I know. Wow. I know. wow! You're gonna come on really our show depression. and insult us? <laughs> wow! No, I see. I, you know, just just doing the shtick of you know a dad that's slightly out of touch, even though I'm oh. technically in my 20s. You know. What do you mean technically? I'm trying to be cool. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm well, I'm 29, so I'm, I am I am in my 20s. I'm just like barely, you know. Got you. I, I feel like you're not allowed to be on the show if you're not in your 20s. Uh, that's actually a good point because yeah, the show's about life in your 20s. And we haven't yeah, defined exactly. it actually, you know. Oh well, I mean, you should figure that out soon because once <laughs> some people start hitting their 30s, you know, that's it'd be an awkward point. conversation. Like, oh, can't can't be on the show anymore. We really exactly. Have, like... You're gonna need to start rotating people through the show. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, hand it down to the next next generation of twenties. I don't like how you're making me get existential about the show, man. (laughs) We're four minutes in, bro. Yeah, Um, it's a lot. (laughs) Becoming a dad does that to you. You think about the larger, you know, larger things of life. Well, maybe we'll just like. I mean, we don't really have to rename. The show. I was gonna say we could rename the show, but we don't really have to do that because nowhere in the show's name does it say anything about your twenties. It's just in the trashy twenties segment. So exactly, you know, we could just be trashy thirties, but but then you lose the alliteration. So the question is, when we get there, what are we gonna call it? What terrible thirties? But that's the same thing. It's like it's still not there. No, the alliteration works. No, it doesn't. 
because you have the t sound at the beginning of terrible and then the th sound at the beginning of 30. So since they're well, different sounds, it's not a variation. Are you like mad at me or something? Like, no. <laughs> I'm so glad to have been able to bring so much conflict to the show already. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. I look that. forward to the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek, you are our third guest. We, we've had three guests now. You are uh, our third guest on the show. I'm honored. Noel. Yeah. Yeah. Compactor, Trash Panda. And as an honor of being on our show, you get a trash nickname bestowed upon you. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. Now, I don't really have any strong inspirations for a trash nickname. Let's think. Yeah. We could call him Trash Bag because he had that terrible joke about trash bags. <laughs> that really was. That was that you know, was I would bad. deserve that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just call him Bag? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hmm. uh, and Derek, you do get saying what your nickname is going to be because you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so I have, you, you know, I have some some ideas. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to pitch ideas here. <laughs> 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 this dude's ready. Yeah, well, yeah, I like it. He's more professional than us. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you, What do you have? What, what do so, you have in mind? So, you know, thinking through some ideas, first thing that popped into my mind was the, the whole Danny DeVito trash man shtick uh, yeah. that's made its rounds on TikTok recently. Um, I, I'm not, I feel like that's a little too general. Like, I can't take that. But, like, trash there's man? also, uh, yeah, like, I'm the trash man. I'm the you trash do, like, man. Do you, like, do tra trash man every time you address me? Or do you just do trash man? Like, or, cause, but that seems a little bit too generic. But like you, we could also do something like really fun and 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 fun filled, like Trash Bandicoot or Trash Gordon. Um, oh, tra oh, Trash Bandicoot is great. Or you, given my swing dancing history, we could go with Litterbug. Oh, that's fun. That's I'm biased because I'm a dancer. That's my yep. favorite one. See, see, that's why that's why I figured. I'm biased though. What do you guys think? I think Litterbug could work. Lando. Yeah, go for it. All right, litterbug it is. I like it. Okay. I feel like we should have like a new like a ceremony, like some kind of ritual, or like like we yeah. the person with their. Trash <laughs> uh, but it's just throwing banana peels on the person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of them. Um, well, let's it. get into some questions that I have for you guys about dads. Um, the three of us on the show, we are not dads. However, Derek, you are a dad. Derek, how many kids do you have? I have three kids. Um, one, the first one's four, second one's two, and the third one is about 10 months now. She's getting old enough that I don't know what month, how, how old she is anymore. <laughs> but they're all a little bit less than two years apart. They are very adorable, adorable little ones. I happen um, to think so. <laughs> I'm just very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one of the questions that I had for a different part. Um, what is what are some things that you guys would want if you were to ever become fathers that you would want to pass on to a kid? Perhaps treat other people the way you want to be treated. Like that's I don't know. I know that's like a very simplistic thing to say, but it like it always rings true. Like because. I don't know. I just, I, I see it all the time. Like people who, who treat other people like garbage and I'm thinking, you know, what gives you the right to do that? And 
I would say like, you know, it doesn't matter what you're going through. You do not have the right to treat someone else like they're less than you, um, regardless of like what you're going through, like show kindness to other people. Now nah, it's like, that doesn't mean come across as a doormat, but you know, be respectful to other people. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the golden rule, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that that's like a timeless rule. Like you can it apply is. that to any phase of your life. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's like a, uh, um, it's like how, uh, was it the, uh, Hammurabi's code was like the first, one of the first set of like laws for a civilization. And that was, and not, that's not necessarily in that code, but it was like, you know, the basics of like, don't hurt other people essentially. Right. <clears throat> is it wrong that when you said, don't hurt other people. I thought, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I came across that song again recently. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> um, I think I would I love, love to pass on something that's taken me a long time to kind of like learn that I'm still learning and that's empathy, you know, because I think that would like play right into treating other people the way that you would want to be treated. Um, because you're trying to get an understanding, not get an understanding, but you're trying to use shared experience as a way to connect with people and to try to be comforting, um, try to be a good friend or a good presence like to others. And I think that for young men, we can often get too focused on what it is that we want or what we're thinking. Um, and maybe not using empathy as a good I don't know. It's, it's a good comforting thing. I, I don't know if that's really typically something that like your dad might tell you. That's something I would feel like my mom would tell me more is like to kind of listen to what's going on. Like I would want my dad to, I would want as a father to be showing if my kid that too, so that they can see how a man can um, be like comforting or like connecting to someone like based on like how they're feeling. Sure. I, I think I'm with you on that too. Like I really think that, um, kind of helping to teach empathy would be one of the things that would be central to my like parenting strategies. Um, cause oftentimes, you know, you see like, um, I don't know, just, there's a lot of, a lot of people, uh, grow up without kind of like that compass. Um, and that like any kind of guiding focus, um, that is, teaching you to care about things, to care about really anything. So a lot of people sometimes will grow up apathetic to a whole lot of different things that happen to other people that go on in their lives. And like, um, I think passing on the idea of like, you, you, it's okay to, to feel a certain way about something and to also do something about it and, you know, um, find ways to speak up, I guess. I think that would be something that I want to pass on to my kids. So, uh, uh just to kind of push further on that question, like, do you guys feel like your, your fathers were empathetic, like modeled empathy towards you? Or do you feel like that's something that was missing or was it too, too early to get this deep? In what no, sense? Uh, definitely missing. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just wasn't, mind. wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm, I, so I'll be honest with you guys. Um, actually for the recording, um, I kind of had some issues more internally come up of uh, the past couple of weeks with like my family and then my dad, while he was not directly involved 
in like the conversation it was a lot of dealing with like history and kind of like realizing things about like my past and my own dad and I don't know how much like you guys have learned about your parents as you've like grown up you know mm -hmm. and you've aged but there were some things that were kind of tough to hear and to deal with that I'm still kind of dealing with so mm -hmm. I kind of didn't I had this idea for the show like a month ago I, I told you guys mm -hmm. I wanted to do this episode for the show but I don't mind getting a little raw but I don't want you guys to feel pressured like you have to because I'm just kind of there in that place right now that even though I love my dad, I just, I don't know, man. Um, no, I mean, that's a, that's the thing. Even if you have, even if you feel like you've had a great, a great experience with your parents, like I, I remember going through marriage counseling. I don't know if are any of you, are any of you married? Nope. No. Okay. Um, I remember going through marriage counseling and my pastor, uh, nope. like one of the questions, one of the things that, he wanted us to talk through is um, all of the ways that our parents disappointed us or that we are like really think about that. Even if we thought we didn't have, you know, even if we thought that we had, you know, great parenting experiences um, cause that is absolutely going to show up later. And uh, yeah, everybody, everybody has uh, parental failings. You just gotta, sometimes you don't see them right away, but everybody has, has issues with parents somewhere along the line. So, it's, does anybody else find it kind of weird that the things that you go through dealing with your, you do or you don't go through with your parents can affect you so late in life? Like my mom has told me about things that have affected her, and she's like fifty five. Mm -hmm. You know that she's still, still. She says like these are things she's like still dealing with. Mm -hmm. And sorry, what the I, I, I don't want to cut someone off. I feel like I have something to say to that, but I'm trying to like process on like how to say it. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, would you want to take I a think... second, like a pause to think, or should we? Keep... No, no, no. Keep no. Keep keep uh, relaying what you were saying, because um, it's gonna kind of it's gonna feed like what I can, um, what so, I might uh, respond. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I think it's I, I think it just kind of makes sense because like uh, I'm as a teacher, as um a lot of like a lot of teachers will teach the way that they were taught and specifically band directors Wait for it. when we, yeah. Um, so that. as a, as a band director, like some of the things that I focus on with my students are things that I had to focus on in my own playing and my own practicing when I was like in college or playing in high school, whatever. Um, so a lot of times I focus on, for example, I focus on tone um, and uh, just like building that the general sound on an instrument and so uh, that's like one of my core things that i talk about with my students so when you think of when i think of parenting i think of think of it as like education as a framework for how you live and act in this society in this world right and so i think it just kind of makes sense that things that happen to you when you're in your formative years are things that you're going to bring up with your kids too because it just kind of like that's what you know. It's what your what your foundation, what your framework is to operate in this world. So, right. Um, well, I'm going back to TJ's point earlier. Like, if, you know, things that kind of frame things that kind of build you up, or like TJ, how you were saying, like in your mom's case, you know, she's 55 and she's she's you know saying you know these are things that I still feel or deal with, even though they happened earlier in my life. 
I think for me, it's a lot of, I look at just like my parents' divorce and I know that's like, I think I can, I don't want to say that's like a tired, tired and um, tried an old concept to talk about, but looking at it for me, it's definitely instilled in me a fear of getting married because past two generations of my family have gotten divorced. So um, like, I didn't realize it later on, but my grandparents on my dad's side, they, they had been divorced, um, which would make sense. Um, and then my mom and dad split when I was 10, I believe. Yeah. Um, so that kind of makes me afraid in a sense of, of dealing with that. Um, because it's like you take a hit financially, but then also like emotionally, you've got to deal with all that. Like, especially like if, you know, if you have like a kid or, you know, you have a house together, things like that, like it definitely affects you in more ways than one. So. Well, that kind of brings up one of the questions that I did have for you guys is that um, speaking to that nervousness a bit, and I kind of like to answer that own question when I pose about like, what makes you nervous about the idea of fatherhood? And I'm trying to keep that general as well for like Derek. I don't know if there's things that still, as you're um, raising your kids, that you might be running into that are um, potential obstacles or worries that you might have in, in your own day to day. Can I be completely real here? Um, yeah. One of the things that makes me the most nervous about fatherhood is becoming a stereotype. I have no interest in leaving my kids whatsoever, but. The idea that there's so many black men that do, including in a way my own dad, because yeah, my dad got divorced from my mom, and to be honest, to this day, I think he made the right call. Let me make this very clear. I think my parents getting divorced was the right call for them, even if it messed me up, kind of, because they're a terrible couple. So I love my parents, but I don't know about you guys, my parents were a horrible, horrible couple, man. Seriously, very glad that they're not together because they'd suck as a couple but they got some good like parental stuff going on but in a way still my dad like moved out like i'm trying to really like, how honest i want to get here bless just basically say i lived it and was raised by my mom for the majority of my life as far as i was about six or seven so for me the thing that makes me nervous about fatherhood is the idea that there's a piece of me that not wanting to divorce because that's a whole different thing but that's like a whole other anxiety i have or oh, we could do an episode of like breakups or something um but the thing that makes me nervous is the idea that like i could want to leave my kids like i don't have kids yet i'm very comfortable being a single foolish 20 something at the moment you know right um but the idea that I can't one have that connection to my kid that like a mother could and two that I could consider being like, all right, I'm like out not to equate my dad leaving my mom or not to equate my parents' divorce to that, but just like I'm worried about becoming that stereotype that like I would just like not want to support my family. And the thing is I do, like I know that I would want to, but <laughs> I still wonder if, you know, the, the self that I'm going to be in five years, how is he going to actually act in the moment? 
Um, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. still very nervous myself to have kids. Um, I think I'd be a good dad, like a good corny dad, maybe a little strict if I'm keeping it real, like funny. But I hate the idea that even that like question like pops into my head sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, t- so let me let me speak in on that. I, that that pops in my head too. Um, and I haven't had, uh, I haven't had like issues with my dad leaving our family. They're still married. Uh, dad was there the whole, the whole time, but yeah, I mean, I, I probably, I guess my fear is not the, not exactly about, uh, ending up in a place where I'm just leaving and abandoning my kids, but growing disconnected from my kids and not like, and you know, still being home, but not be a, uh, not be an engaged dad, like constantly, you know, talking, talking and connecting and all that, all that stuff. Cause that's what I want to be. And I'm, you know, that fear is always in the back of my head that, you know, I'm going to end up not being that in five years or whatever. Um, so I think everybody probably has that to some extent, obviously like having that history is, is, you know, not great on your psyche there, as far as that goes. Um, <laughs> Sounds like an understatement, but yeah. Yeah, hey, but I, yeah. Hey, it's my no, psyche no, you're that's... talking about. <laughs> so let's talk about I'll say that. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I'm not saying that your psyche is broken. I'm just saying it's that. my like, show. No. Uh... Okay, I'm saying it's an effect on whatever. I'm, I'm yeah. not yeah. sure, yeah. Fair enough. No. So, I mean, you know, maybe therapy can help with, I don't know if you go to a therapist at all about stuff. Um, but like that, that may be helpful at some point, but, um, and, and like, I also have, we parent very different than either of our parents did in the sense that we don't do corporal punishment. Whereas, uh, both, both Tanya and my parents, uh, both did spanking at least up to a time. Um, Who's Tanya? Tanya is my wife, my beautiful wife of, uh, five, almost six years, six years. Yeah. Um, and we we decided pretty early on that we didn't do we didn't want to do uh, spanking, and I still feel the urge to whoop my kids every once in a while, um, because <laughs> and and like I see my dad peek through in times when I feel suddenly angry, and you know the times that I remember my dad being suddenly angry and and the ways that he dealt with that, like they they kind of feel like a a default setting somewhere in my psyche that that's just how my body wants to react in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't most of the time, like you can, you can absolutely grow past it. Like that's not, that's not, that doesn't have to be you. Yeah. Um, but I, I get, I get the fear. I do. It's and fine. it'll stay there, but that, that fear can make you better. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, the, um, the thing you mentioned about, the kind of anger is like one of the other things that makes me nervous about fatherhood is my dad used to have a horrible temper that um, I, I don't think some of his actions made in anger were always the best choice. And I'm, you know, I'm going to try to say anything on the because my dad, I think he checked out one of the episodes of the show. So I'm going to try to say anything about it that I feel comfortable saying to his face. Um, because my dad and I are good now, but he knows that I wasn't always cool with how he used to act um, when I was younger. Um, but one of the things that does make me nervous to this day, I was just talking to my mom about this, is 
knowing that temper that my dad had, and I don't see this happen near, I don't actually really even see it happen at all now, honestly, but I do know that in my younger years, I would see that kind of temper flare of like the anger and mainly out of like fear for seeing what my dad used to do, I made an active choice that it, it was, okay, it's like finally angry, it's a reasonable emotion, but it's more about, okay, what do you do with that anger? So for me, even though my issue is like, you know, I'm, I talk a lot. I don't really use like my hands, really. That's not how I operate. Um, I don't react physically and instead I, I get very quiet. So as opposed to my dad, I don't react outlandish in that way. I instead kind of like invert a little, which sometimes can still be kind of tough, like yes. in an argument with a partner. Um, because you could, if you just get quiet, they think you're ignoring you. But for me, it's more about realizing, okay, if I'm at this level of like anger, I know I need to take a step back. So I need to not say anything so that I'm not hurtful or doing any of these things. But it's still hard for me in those moments to communicate that I'm angry um, to someone sometimes. Um, or I feel like I've gotten better at it. Like I feel like I should give myself more credit like when I am kind of angry. But that's kind of my tough thing is, you know, or that was my tough thing of, that I made me nervous about my father was picking up the poor habits that my dad had as opposed to his good habits, um, like his head on his shoulders, uh, his knowledge, you know, like his, his strength. Like, I don't know, like the many things that I do find heroic about my own dad, um, that's what well, they just make me crazy nervous. It's like in a fatherhood, I'll be in a very different situation you know, that I am right now is where my biggest problems are like what my car needs or what I need to do at work as opposed to raising an actual life, you know, like, like a, I think of, <laughs> honestly, I think parenting to me looks like, like the world's longest escort mission in a video game. Like you just have this support character that you just like, is when they're a baby, you just have to take them around and it's just like really difficult. But as they grow, it's like God of War where it's like that kid, uh, what is the kid Boy. in God of War? Yeah. Like that, um, his son and he gets better. He can like shoot arrows and stuff. Um, like that's just how I think of it. So I just, I, 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 I don't, well, I do worry a little bit about like, okay, am I really past this anger thing, this generational anger thing for my dad or have I just not been in this scenario where it might find itself a place to become an, an obstacle for me? I want to hear everybody else's fears. <laughs> about being a father or what? Like what makes you nervous about the idea of fatherhood? Um, I guess that, I guess that my kid would grow up kind of being, uh, hurtful or not hurtful, but being resentful towards me. Kind of like I grew up towards my dad. Yeah. Um, cause like I used to not get along with my dad, like at all, like growing up and then. I don't know. I, I, like our relationship, like uh, improved uh, when I like when I was in like uh, my later years in like high school. Like that's when it started to improve. But like like beginning of high school and before, like it was it it was uh, it wasn't that good. So I guess my general fear general fear is that like my if I were to have a kid, it, they would grow up and feel the same way. 
um, and like not, and like and and not, res- I'm gonna say respect, but not um, like me as their father. You know, um, I don't know. Hey Logan, I wonder if um, I wonder if you and I had similar kind of like dad issues or like parent issues growing up, like being kids of divorce, because. I really didn't click well with my dad until I was probably about 16, 17 until I like mm-hmm. told him like, yo, I'll be honest with you. Like I literally had a conversation with my dad when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I literally called him. And I was like, dad, I don't like that. I'm scared of you. Like I, I, I literally am fearful of you and I don't like that. You know, it's funny. I think I, I think I said something similar to, like that to mine. I don't, really? I, yeah. Like, I don't know. It was, I think it was Easter 2012. Or 2011. This man has the date. <laughs> like seriously, yeah, seared no, seriously. into his brain. Like I don't remember. I don't remember if which year it was, but like I'm pretty sure it was 2012. And I had like a similar conversation like that. I don't, um, where I was like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable that we're all that like I feel like I'm always distant or that like I'm always, um, not responsive to you in like some way shape or form so yeah like i yeah i don't know if we had like a similar if you and i tj had like a similar upbringing but like i do now that you mentioned that like i do kind of see like the maybe it's the parallels yeah correct that's crazy um it is i remember it exactly it was sicily 1942 <laughs> uh, no, it's actually I'm getting that reference wrong. It's like picture it, Sicily. Da, da, da. There's like a it's like an old old reference to an I think it's a TV show. I think hmm. picture it, Sicily, 1960. Cool. I don't know. Um, no, I think I remember it. I think I had eggs that morning. No, I'm kidding. What I remember is I, I this is the things I remember about that day. Barnes and Nobles. Like I think my mom and I were across the street in a Barnes and Nobles parking lot. I remember my mom was there and I just like had this like come to the head conversations like I hate this, I hate this, da 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 and I just like straight up called him and I didn't yell at him, I just was straight up on like, yo, this sucks. Like, I don't like this at all. Like I, I genuinely hate this. Um and ever since that day my dad has done better. And you know, part of the thing is, I do always wonder if, like, it was a... This is feeling too much like therapy now. Um, <laughs> like, I'm saying it. I'm, I'm genuinely catching it. Um, is I do wonder if it was more of a... It's, it was easier for me to be able to communicate how I felt since I was, you know, a little bit older and I kind of knew what I was feeling rather than where the actual... The more difficulties came in as a young child where you didn't really know what was, like, going on. You couldn't fully, like... Put Comprehend it. it. Yeah. You can't really, and you can't... Sometimes you can't even verbalize it if you can exactly parse through the feelings um i think the thing that it makes me the most fearful about fatherhood is um the world that we're living in right now in a lot of ways yeah i think in a lot of ways uh things are getting better you know as um uh people are starting to notice there are issues with the way that we do things systemically in america um but you also look at the statistics for things like climate change and stuff like that and you just kind of wonder like in the next 10 years what's what's what are the united states going to look like like the divides are growing larger it seems um 
and uh, people are starting to be pretty polarized. Granted, this right now, especially, you know, this uh, on June 28th, year 2020 of our Lord, like, <laughs> things are, <laughs> things are starting to, like, you know. <laughs> the, year of our the year of our Lord 2020. Um, it just makes me want to play on track. I, I think I'm plagiarizing that joke from somebody, but it's it's cool. Uh, it's it's like thing, things are things are kind of coming to a peak, and that, that's it's good. Like it's it's good that people are talking about. We haven't like, already peaked. God damn it! Like I mean, we probably have, but I, what I mean is like it's good that people are talking about like with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything that are going on right now. These are things that should be brought to people's attention. The main thing that I'm saying um, is that uh, it'll be interesting to see like what the outcome of 2020 is because uh, I think we're, there's there's such a large disruption with COVID, um, in particular. Really, um, there's there's been such a large disruption of everything that we do in our daily lives as a society, and um, I think we're gonna on the other end of this hopefully be reexamining some things and rethinking education rethinking like uh pretty much every system in the united states and hopefully looking at ways to make it better for everybody um but it there's there's just other stuff like really the you know um that that's like us that that seems like such a positive outlook to have like hey this is a great opportunity for us to kind of hit the reset button and make sure that you know systemic racism and things like that uh, we, we just kind of can f <laughs> fix not, fixes you know that's a lofty goal i guess it shouldn't be but it is you know what would be weird what's that i'm gonna put myself in this scenario too what if any of us had like racist kids like one day your kid is like 13 it comes up to you it's like you know what i don't really like this particular party, I would enter in a random one here, but I'm trying not to get our show canceled. Yeah, let's so. not do that. <laughs> hey, you've done a pretty good job of making sure our show is uncancelable. True, 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 true. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the great thing about podcasts is you literally cannot cancel a podcast. It just exists on the internet. Unless your CDN provider decides to kick you off. But, sure. It's very, it's very true. We've, we've done yeah. a, I feel like we've done a good job, too. Because I'm also trying to think, okay, what could get us canceled in the future? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm literally yeah. trying to think, all right, what's, what's uh, going to be cancelable in three well, years? Well, that's why I said the Like date looking up the old the tweets thing? The year of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I said the date so anybody can, like, anybody listening to this can be like, well, it was a different time. That doesn't matter anymore at all. Look at James Gunn's career. Yeah. Um, well, it's back. So it's, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, God, I want that Guardians movie. Um, yeah. oof, I can't wait can't for wait. it. Actually, I should watch Guardians, too. Um, what would you do if you ended up having, like, what? Oh, yeah, See, no, no. But, like, but it's here's, a, this, this is this, weird this, hypothetical. Like, one day your kid comes up to you and is like, I don't, don't like this particular party. And I don't like, necessarily you this? think that that's something that can, like, so here's here's my in my experience in fatherhood and just thinking about thinking about stuff and reading stuff or listening to other people talk about stuff is and and i tend to be in the unschooling uh camp of how kids learn sorry uh dr compost uh that's a whole thing go listen to set to learn uh to learn about that i won't i won't bring that on the show necessarily unless it's relevant but um well so unschooling is the the is the idea that kids do not need uh, formal 
formal schooling teacher type uh, setting in order to learn things, uh, in order to be interested in learning about things, in order to learn the things that they need to navigate life, uh, that they generally explore things on their own. Um, and, and as parents in that scenario, we're, we are sort of the, the, the rock and the facilitator of, you know, helping them find the things that they want to find. They're going to learn more, more about the world from just watching you navigate it than you will uh, like trying to teach them, this is how you are not racist. I mean, doing that kind of stuff is, <laughs> doing that kind of stuff is good too, yeah. but typically, but, but if you find that your kids are suddenly coming and ta talking to you and they seem just a little bit racist, you might want to like think about how you're processing things, you know, see, maybe, you know, ask them, okay, where do you get that idea? And like, kind of talk through it. And well, well, Jimmy from school was like, uh, you know, black people are terrible. Um, I don't know. Soundbite. This is soundbite. That's it. <laughs> Derek Press is canceled. <laughs> Goodbye, um, to learn. <laughs> oh, that we, was our goal the whole that time. Was that was it. We did it, boys. Like, if you're looking for soundbites, to learn this. Podcast over. It's like a bunch of comedians on the crossover. We got somebody canceled, boys. <laughs> And, and and you can talk to him about why you know why Jimmy might think this way and why he's sure. absolutely definitely wrong and like that you know all that stuff like and and making that kind of stuff a bigger conversation than than just like talking about anything else is is gonna like put a lot of stress on that and be like oh why you know why are why are mom and dad so fearful about having this conversation just mm -hmm. you know talk them talk them through like you would any you know anything just like any other conversation i mean exactly yeah. like one of the best ways to get your get your kids to have a healthy view of sex is to just talk about it with them whenever they ask about stuff as they as they get older like and you know as kids are you know can be exposed to porn for instance a lot younger these days with the internet like oh my God. if you're talking about sex with them at six that's better than them learning about sex at eight from the internet from porn, you know, which has a much different view of sex sure. than, you know, it's healthy. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I'm, I mean, um, I, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I don't feel like, I feel like racism is kind of taught and, you know, I mean. I would agree with that. Even if it's implicitly, like, I, I would even say my parents had some semi-racist tendencies that I had to grow out of and they've, they've grown out of bunch of that too like just thinking about Wait, like really and not it's it's the it's the casual racism that just exists in many white people um i don't know something like well uh you know the reason that black people are are incarcerated more i just i remember this stuff when i'm you know when i was a much younger person but like uh the reason that black people are more incarcerated well, there's there's more people doing more black people doing crimes like that that kind of thing that isn't actually true. It's more about how the police are enforcing these rules. But um, you know that kind of stuff. Not like they would have taught me explicitly that black people are just are are, are equal equal to white people. There's you know no, no room for racism. But like the you know there's still there's still things that every generation has to work through. Right. And uh, you're gonna teach some bad stuff to your kids anyway. So yeah. 
<laughs> you can't get it right 100 percent of the time okay, exactly so my kids are going to have daddy issues you know of some kind uh no matter what i do speaking of things that you might get from your dad um do you guys mind if i change the tone a little bit sure if i'm being completely honest i'm still not i'm still not 100 percent there to kind of calm it tone. what do you mean well I've mentioned this in the couple of preludes for like the listeners and stuff. I'm still not like sure how I want to speak publicly besides my own personal platform about all this as like a black person. It kind of feels like there's like this pressure for me to keep saying stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like for the, the, like for me to be the MLK of my friends because I'm the only black one that they <laughs> talk to predominantly. I know that I know not you. I'm just no. I know. I'm, I'm just, most of my friends. I get um, what you're saying. Yeah. So I, yeah, um, I don't really have a, a good retort for that, um, but I, I deem you not canceled yet. Um, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, but um, I just have an odd question here. Do you guys? Do your? Mm, well, actually, no. I got it there. Why don't we take a quick break, uh, and then we'll come back. Uh, with a couple more questions and we'll also do uh, the dump. Okay. All right. So uh, you guys are actually going to hear a, um, a commercial uh, for someone who sponsors us. We can't really find a ton of sponsors, so we make our own, uh, but that doesn't mean this sponsor is any less uh, real. It's a yeah. very real sponsor from a real company. Um, it's a real person. These are, these are not actors. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an actor. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself an actor. <laughs> so that's actually, that, that's the only part of that statement that is that. <laughs> These are not actors. These are not actors. And this is a commercial that is 110% Fake. real. Every time. Yep. So let's just go to commercial. Come on down to Larry's Dad Shack for some sweet daddy deals. We got all kinds of dads. Grill dads. I think that one's ready to flip. Car dads. Hey, bud, you gonna get that car fixed soon? Hunting dads. Hey, you wanna help me sight this in, bud? Lost item dads. Honey, have you seen my keys? Are the kids playing with them again? Kids! Funny dads. Hey, dad, I'm hungry. Well, hey, hungry, I'm dad. We even have dads for opposite sides of the coin. Conservative dads. You check out the latest Ben Shapiro debate? Liberal dads. Hey, you watch the latest John Oliver? We are currently out of stock, however, on deadbeat dads. We did have them, but we just can't seem to find them in our inventory. So come on down and we'll bring the savings right to you! Payments expected every other weekend as determined by the court. Leasing a dad does not guarantee dad will be there for you. Dad desertion is not the responsibility of latest dad check. Just go talk to your mom about it or something. Now leave me alone, I'm going fishing. Let's just hurry up and get this uh, wrapped up. I want to get down to Larry's Dad Shack. I heard they have some some really great deals. Well, welcome back to the Team Trashcast. It's time for one of our favorite segments here on the show, The Dump, where we give you the worst advice possible on a myriad of different topics. Yeah. We thought we would tell you guys how to be a great dad because if anybody's going to do it, it's three men who have never been fathers and, <laughs> and, and, and they're guests who has been a father. We figured, why not um, give you the bestest advice ever on how to be a great dad? Um, if I was, if, would you guys mind if I started? Oh, go for it. 
I, I heard about this great little tip, you guys. Uh, there's this lovely little vacation spot called the Mushroom Kingdom. You gotta try it, gotta try it. I got this inspiration from there. Lava. Basically, if you surrounded your child's bed um, with lava every morning and so that they have to do like an obstacle course to get out of bed every morning, basically challenging them to, to, to be better, um, to, 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 to kind of like, you know, like see life as exciting. You can even maybe put a little bit of like, get a wooden bed, put a little bit of lava around the stump so that they slowly sink in as you kind of like wake them up, make them really like seize the day, you know, really kind of like it helps build character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, I, I like the idea of, um, uh, you kind of like um, make sure, like build forts with your kids all the time. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, but always make fun of them for how how bad theirs looks and how like amazing yours is. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. um, hoard a bunch of like cardboard boxes, and uh, and and then like and like hide them all in the garage, and then one day just be like, hey kids, we're making forts today, and then you like you give them like two or three boxes, and they can go build their crappy little thing, and then you have this like gigantic like fort dad. And then, um, and then, like, I don't know, build, build, like, trebuchets and catapults out of cardboard <laughs> and just, like, just throw cardboard boxes at them. Was it I like this the idea. second Ant-Man movie? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, but that was, like, that was a whole elaborate heist thing. I'm talking about child abuse. <laughs> well, see, it, it trains them for the, for the harshness of, of, of the world like whenever you accomplish exactly. something there's always going to be someone better than you so it's yeah. a lesson you need to learn early yeah absolutely I, I saw really... no matter how hard you try somebody will always be better absolutely. that's right i saw a really fantastic um parenting method uh on an episode of orange is the new black basically you take your child out into the wilderness for a camping trip and then you know you make sure they have a wonderful night you teach them how to fish show them some basic survival skills really enjoy the great outdoors then as your child wakes up the next morning, leave them nothing but a fire starter, um, $10, and a, uh, a pin needle, uh, a little container of water, and a leaf. Now, basically, what they should know how to do with those items is start a fire, create a compass, and survive a little bit in case they need a drifter. But <laughs> <laughs> All valuable, valuable skills for the real Thank world. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, basically, and make it, basically, don't stray too far from them, maybe just at least one and a half, two miles, maybe a mile per, like, every, maybe a mile per, like, age they are above, like, six or something like that. So if they're, like, a 10 years old, maybe only, like, four miles away. Nothing too crazy. But this way, um, you uh, create a new challenge for them. I'm really about making sure these kids are having character built in, you know? Yeah. Right. Now, speaking of building character, like, I feel like, like one great parenting tip that I've that I've heard of just mm -hmm. uh, some people like getting their kids very comfortable mattresses to sleep on. Mm -hmm. um, that's not going to build any kind of character. You need a, you need a good bed of nails for them to grow up sleeping on. If you're growing up sleeping on a bed of nails, I mean, you're going to be able to confront anything. In, oh, in life. absolutely. Um, I, I think it, you know, you know, we we really are discussing some. What I as clearly uh, as somebody who would know the most about parenting on the show, um, what I think would be some just wonderful tips. I think for every time your child cries, it's good to cry at the same level, if not louder than them in response to them crying. Every chance you get, always one up. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're four months old. Like you need to show them who is dominant and who is the leader of that household. 
or better yet, I mean, laughing at them uh, really helps as well. When they're in, when they're really in that sorrowful state, just just belligerently laugh. You know, your your biggest guffaw. And uh, I'm not ex actually exactly sure what that teaches, but it seems like it, it seems like it could be good. I think that any good dad should try and, <laughs> and invest <laughs> their children in. A like a uh, an appreciation for the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> I think any any self-respecting father should try really hard to just like help their their children discover like uh, maybe some innate hidden abilities that <laughs> some um, uh, you know give them a path to power that powers that. I'm trying to do the uh, the prequel. Uh, it again. The the way of the Sith is a path to power the, someone. The power of two or something. No, the a pathway to power some call unnatural or something like that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta bring your kids to the dark side, right? <laughs> um, you, what you really need to do is like any the best the best father figure that I've seen in any media ever. Oh, um, has chopped off his son's hand. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Again, tried... it's all about that building character. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly right. yeah, 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 yeah. Tried yeah, to drop him here. off of the top of a building in mm -hmm. um, Cloud City. Mm -hmm. um, that's like right after he chopped off his hand, yeah. right? Um, but and also try to like get him to take over the galaxy with you. Um, so like that's Darth Vader, just for the uninitiated, just. It's a Star Wars reference, y'all. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't, know if that was I don't know if that was clear enough or not, but I, I think yeah, I think it was pretty clear. It's one of the. It's a billion dollar franchise. And I mean, look how Luke turned out. He became. Uh, he he overthrew. He overthrew darkness himself, and yeah. uh, you know, of course, and then, then later. Was a father as well. <laughs> Wait, Luke was a father. Hold on, well, father failed as an later. uncle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Luke didn't have kids, did he? No. Uh, no. Not know. yet. Do Do we know? Yeah, we, well, we don't well, think Luke had kids. Well, hmm. not in not in the Disney trilogy. He didn't have kids, <laughs> but in the extended universe, someone's a little bitter there. <laughs> wow, so you uh, you good there, big shoes? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Okay. This is Disney ruined Star Wars. That's all. No, it's fine. Um. You guys get any other great dad tips? I, I, I'm, I'm really just striking out on some of the amazing advice I was already doling out. When they eat pistachios, make them eat them whole. Uh, don't, oh. don't crack them open. Just, oh. just, okay. yeah. I know we said worse advice, but that's just downright evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just. <laughs> what if you raise a child? Um, and when they got ice cream, their only option that you could give them was pistachio ice cream. And so, like, their entire life growing up, they think the only ice cream that there is is pistachio ice cream. You're, again, too evil, man. <laughs> Just too far. Mike, <laughs> I've had pistachio ice cream, and I don't know what is wrong with people who, like, I don't care if anybody on this podcast likes pistachio ice cream. I don't care. I will say it. I don't understand it. It's, I honestly, I think it's un-American. I really do. It's down on patriotic. Uh, this is definitely the most patriotic podcast. Um, I all right. Think. Yeah. As a dad. Yes. You should try to like. You should make sure 
that you teach your children all the wrong ways to do sports. So, like, if you're trying to teach them to have a catch or to, like, you know, like, swing a baseball bat. Yeah. Like, you... you, 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 you <laughs> what do you call with this man? <laughs> you know how, like, there's, like, the wrap on the handle of a baseball bat? Mm-hmm. Just, like, try to convince your kids that, like, no, 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 no. That's that's just where everybody thinks you're supposed to hold the baseball bat. But actually, <laughs> you flip it around and hold it the other way and you hit the ball further. Because if you put those obstacles in their path, eventually you know uh when they learn the correct way to do it then um they're gonna be better it's just gonna make them better if you did stronger. this with like yeah. fishing and hunting as well it could have some catastrophically oh dangerous... those are sports fine <laughs> aren't those considered sports <laughs> <laughs> depends on who you ask yeah that's actually that i mean i would so basically you want to fish with the hook in hand and then throw out the rod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if they see. if they're able to catch fish that way, then they are gonna be a great fisherman. That's Seriously. true. Oh my gosh. Honestly. If you're hunting, you wanna, you know, have the barrel aimed towards you rather than away from no, you. No, no, you hold no. the bullet. Um <laughs> you, <hold> the bullet. <laughs> you throw the bullet. You That's throw the bullet. And, and if then, you <laughs> and then you hit the animal with the the, the gun like you what? You, you like what? I don't know where I'm going. With you this pocket game. the bullet and pistol whip the, the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did just get a picture of a child like just trying to pistol whip a deer, and like <laughs> as terrible and violent of an image as that is, it's also kind of funny. Let's yep. also just end the segment with this. If you follow any of this advice we've ever done to the dump. Don't be a dumbass. Like, just, yeah. just don't. Um, I, hate, jokes, I hate that occasionally we have to say that. Like, I genuinely well, I hate that. That is um, kind of the whole premise. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. But, you know. You never hey, know. You we could get, get sued you, for this. You could get canceled by a soundbite. Like, yeah, you never know. that's true. That's true. Um, okay. So, uh, do you guys, do your dads have any, like, dad habits? Like, really corny dad habits? My dad, like, falls asleep in so many movies that's exactly what i was going to bring up first is my dad is so good at just falling asleep on the couch either in the middle of conversation or during a movie Mm -hmm. uh i have inherited that that (laughs) skill um (laughs) what have you it's great too lately like what 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 usually is like what usually knocks you out so I, i don't usually fall asleep at movies um i usually I just will fall asleep anytime after 10. If if my wife wants to stay up and play Animal Crossing, I will oh. dutifully try to stay up with her and then fall asleep right next to her on the couch. I, um, I've gotten, I haven't, this hasn't happened a lot lately, but a year or two ago, I occasionally would get sleepy in church. Like you, ever, you guys ever seen like, like some, like, like a guy fall asleep in church and he like tries to pretend like he's not falling asleep during the sermon. And he's like, mm, yeah, no, no, yeah. And like he just says, Amen, Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys got any dad habits? My dad falls asleep on the couch a lot. Like when my mom and dad are like staying up watching TV or movies and stuff. And my mom always gets really mad at him. It's, it's kind of funny. Because <laughs> it's just like, just go to bed you know um, but then he has problems like sleeping through the whole night um he my dad and it's actually also made worse because of my older brother 
um, who is the middle brother of the three of us, he, they both love dad humor so, <laughs> so much. Who doesn't? Well, I okay. followed an account called Neat Dad on Instagram. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it, it can be really funny. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. Like sometimes I'll visit home and it's just like nonstop dad jokes the whole time and it's pretty funny honestly they're both they're both very funny they're both very good at it but eventually it's just like i think i've had enough <laughs> lifetime. Wow. i uh, i cannot die with you on that hill i just i don't know if i can support you on that there's nothing wrong with dad humor um and what about anything you guys have picked up from your dad's like good things bad things like i know we talked about i talked about some of the negative things i've picked up but i've also picked up my dad's like curiosity for just kind of general knowledge um, that's one thing I kind of picked up. Um, ooh, I'm really good at commanding a room. Mm. It can be used for evil. It can be used for good. Reading people. Really? Yes. Oh. Like, I can read people and dictate whether I'm going to mesh well with them or not. Really? Like, and I don't even have to say a word to them. Like, I can look at them and just, like, based on either how they're dressed or like I can watch how they communicate with other people. And based off of that, I can decide if I'm going to mesh well with them. Like, it's almost like I can read people like open books. Yeah. It's like before I even interact with them. Um, like, like I automatically know, Hey, I'm going to mesh well with this person. Like, I don't have to say hi to you. It's just, I can kind of gauge whether or not I, I will interact with you. And if I do how it's going to go, um, Hey, Derek is... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just reacting to Logan. Um, sorry, Litterbug. Is there anything that you've picked up from your dad that you've, like, passed down, like, in your parenting? Um, I feel like it's a little bit too early for that yet. <clears throat> but um, I... The things that I hope... To, uh, the, the, the things that I have picked up from my dad um, that I hope to continue to pass on... Um, my dad is always, was always servant hearted, like to almost to a fault. Like he would always be the person that did all the housework and he's, he is the cook of the family. Um, he does all of the things that dads are not typically known for. Um, and while I do not know how to cook, uh, I, I've picked up on that tendency to, uh, to, you know, I, I try to, you know, serve as much as I can. Um, and uh, he's he's always a he's always been a quiet person. I'm less of a quiet person, partly because I have ADHD. But I'm I'm Ooh. still more on that. Yeah, um, I'm still more on that spectrum. Uh, even though I have a podcast, so um, doesn't really speak to someone's quietness or not. But um, but he'll always be like when he decides he cares about something, he will be firm and a staunch defender of the justice, which is absolutely something that I do um, again sometimes to a fault but uh, yeah those are those are sort of my my favorite characteristics of my dad that I've always I've always liked to try to pick up on I think for me one of the big things that I got from my dad is a, a love of music mm. um, because my, my parents kind of my parents sort of forced all of us to be in band when we were young um, so I didn't really have a choice uh, as to whether or not I was going to pick up a musical instrument, but I did get to choose which one, as long as it wasn't percussion. 
Um, why, did, why did that matter? Is Special um, Brothers the percussionist? What? No, uh, my parents didn't want us to do to do percussion because they wanted us to, they wanted us to make sure we knew how to read music. And when you read percussion instruments, when it's battery percussion, uh, you only read rhythms, so you're not reading like the musical staff, like whether it's on a line or a space, all that stuff. Oh God, you lost me. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't understand cool. a word uh, you just said. But, um, <laughs> musical staff is that like a D and D magical item? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> it's a staff. It has a whole bunch of like tone holes on it, and then like depending on what you press down, you, you know, it's, that's whatever spell you use. The thing is, I know you're joking, but I think we just came up with a great. That would actually be really cool. <laughs> yeah, That'd be a really cool. great idea. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, no, but um, but yeah, so my my dad. Um, so I picked saxophone as my uh, instrument, and um, as I started to learn it a little bit more, and started to get more interested in playing music, but also learning to play jazz and blues and things like that, I can remember like when I was in eighth or ninth grade, just sitting on the porch playing with my dad. He'd be playing his acoustic, and I'd be playing saxophone, and we just kind of jam. Um, and it was really cool. It just kind of it it reinforced like just kind of experimenting with music and just kind of um, playing around and not really caring whether it's 100% right or wrong um and so that definitely helped to reinforce my creativity so I feel like that's probably something I'm gonna try to pass on to is at least an appreciation of music and the ways that it can help to build your creativity Yeah, on that sort of, I sort of on the same note as like the um, sort of the practical, you know, interests in life. My dad was always a a tinkerer, blue collar worker type person, um, which I do. I'm an electrician. I work in solar. I kind of like make up what what needs to be done when need when there's not really a way to to do it. You know, uh, like that sort of curious and, um, and, uh, you know, and innovative, like inventive sort of personality. Um, I, I still want to pass that on. Um, there's a lot of joy in that. The music I got from my mom's side. Mm. I, Ooh, maybe something I got from my mom's side. Um, linguistic skills and stuff like that. Like, I have my dad's, like, deep voice, but my mom's ability to really use charisma, like, very well. Um, not all the time. I'll be honest about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Derek, what's something you want to see in other fathers? Hmm. Or like, can I answer it as a something that I don't want to see in other fathers? Well, no, I could answer it the other way too. Um, part of one of the one of sort of my major quests as a father is to be um, is to be a uh, 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 to be a dad and a leader of a household that doesn't 
have to rely on forcing issues or using like authoritarian methods, which I'm sure we've all experienced at some point or another, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, we get to a certain point in an argument where it just gets cut off and, you know, go to your room or whatever, whatever the equivalent is. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, I don't want to get to that point and I want to like model the model as a dad um, and the ability to continue a conversation and as far as it can go. And then if it hits the end of a conversation, be like, okay, let's come back to this later instead of like storming out angrily or whatever, or just deciding not to talk about it. Um, uh, that's that, that ties into a lot of what we as a culture are finding out about toxic masculinity or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that is, uh, like wh- wh- one of the reasons we're doing like gentle parenting stuff, like not spanking or whatever, is that we don't really want to resort to the the method of like ha- having having a an end game that is pain if if you know people don't pay attention up to that point, you know, and and like not having that alternative of pain to end an argument or a conversation um, really forces you to find a healthy alternative in, in working out a dispute or a, or a bad behavior or whatever. So that's sort of when I'm, that's sort of my main, my main quest as a father. Are you saying that because it helps like the kid develop like, or maybe you develop like problem solving skills. Like you can't always attack the problem with like a swift hand or a loud voice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it forces us to, to understand our children better and forces us to be to you know in a uh forces us that if you know our daughter wants to go off dancing with some hoodlum you know we can't just say you're grounded stay in your room like we have to investigate what what their actual actual goals and desires are as, as a person and like help find a way that because uh, as a father, I'm worried about them being safe. As the daughter, they're worried about you know me cramping down, tamping down on their creativity or whatever. And so we need to find a way to have those mesh in a healthy in a healthy way. And, and so it, it helps it helps us both figure out you know problem solving skills between us and creates and and it translates fantastic to other relationships in in our lives. Um, sort of the interpersonal family relationships are are sort of the harshest um place that you can flex relationships um so if you can get if you can like be navigating the relationships with the people that you're closest to in a healthy way you're going to be a lot better at doing that with other friends or acquaintances or work work people like so it's just a it it's it's a good philosophy uh, throughout life, and I'm not—I mean, I'm not perfect at it yet. Nobody's going to be, but it's a—it's a good sort of north star. Can I ask you one last question that I didn't send to you? Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to our Ryan Rex segment. Is this nothing? No, it's nothing crazy. Um, Derek, and I'm also—if uh, if, if you answer well, you can totally send this soundbite to your wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see um what do you like about being a father what do i like about being a father mm-hmm. um 
the kids, well, probably at a broad part. level, huh? Kind of a necessary part of the day. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at a broad level, seeing that my kids actually like me. Um, so like coming home and the kids are like, daddy. And they actually, and they come up for a hug. Like that's like the, the quintessential thing that I, you know, sort of when you're daydreaming about parenting for me, that's, um, it's like the thing that when that started happening, I'm like, oh, yay, Aww. I'm a father. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but there's, um, at a deeper level, I, uh, it's really fun watching kids develop into who the, into the person that they're becoming and like giving them space to sort of pursue their interests and um, kind of see what they're into and why is fascinating. I mean, you get a, you get a case study on, on so many, I get, I get a case study on, on three little people from when they're born to uh, when they're older. It's just, it's just fascinating to watch them bloom and grow and uh, become little people. That's, <laughs> that's a lot that's of fun. Great. Right on. Um, okay. Uh, you guys are ready to get into the Rotten Wrecks? Yeah. All right. So uh, our Rotten Wrecks segment, um, we do at the end of every show. Uh, it's the only consistent part. <laughs> 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 Except for the Toxic Masculinity episode. Um, oh, True. Hallmark. I think this is supposed to be our 10th or 11th show if we're not counting because the Toxic Masculinity episode was supposed to be counted as a, uh, a bonus, bonus episode. episode. That's what we filmed it as. Mm-hmm. But uh, we recorded it as. However, ever since we did that episode, the format of the show has kind of shifted to allow for those questions and honest conversations rather than just being a terrible game show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I think this is our, our 10th or 11th episode that, we've, that we will be putting out. This is like our 15th show we've recorded. So, yeah, boys, we've been... Congratulations. Um, Okay, so, uh, last week we had a wonderful guest on uh, Trash Panda, uh, and she recommended to us the podcast Welcome to Night Vale. Boys, how did we feel about it? Logan, you want to go? Uh, Sure. Um, I listened to it earlier today. It was... um, I think the name of the episode i listened to was charles i think um and it was at least the one i listened to i didn't that was the only one i listened to but um it it gave me a kind of um it gave me kind of like a twilight like the twilight zone show from like the 60s it kind of gave me that type of vibe um while i was listening to it um so like it was it just had like that kind of like mystery and like um like like semi suspense but like old-timey suspense theme to it um at least the episode i listened to i don't again i don't know if like the other episodes are like that um but yeah the episode that i listened to charles that's the way it felt at least so um yeah it was very very interesting very interesting uh podcast uh show um, I'll be honest. I hated mine. I, I hated. It. I did not enjoy it at all. Um, I just realized I didn't give a little clarification for the listeners. Um, our rotten wreck segment is where um each of the hosts gives a recommendation to the other. If we ever have a guest on, the guests um 
give us a group recommendation. So something for us all to try. Um, and so Derek will be giving us a group recommendation in a moment. Um, but maybe I should, I'm not going to, maybe I shouldn't be so candid or so curt. Um, I did not, this, I think this is the first time I just did not enjoy a wreck at all. Like there wasn't anything that was like, oh, I enjoyed this a little bit. I listened to an episode, it was called like the heist part one or something. Um, and I was like, oh, there's like, there was like a little three parter. And I was like, okay, I'll, like, I'll check these three out to give me a good idea. I didn't want to go into part two. Um, because Welcome to Night Vale for me feels like one long run-on sentence. Um, and as someone who enjoys fiction podcasts very, very much, um, oh, this is where I'm going to get pretentious. I'm about to get like what you do when you talk about music. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm about to get very pretentious here. As somebody who listens to fiction podcasts, it's not a bad podcast. I just don't enjoy the writing of the show. Or I, I wonder if I would enjoy it more if whenever he cuts to different characters, if the there were actual other voices. This is really specific. When I listen to like fiction or audio fiction like podcasts, um, I should stop saying podcast. When I listen to those types of shows, usually the ones I do enjoy more are the ones where they do get the bunch of different actors, but thus cost a little bit more money. I understand that rather than I've listened to audio fiction where they've had one person voicing all the characters and they don't really use a lot of inflection. It's just, it's a little harder to follow the story. Um, so I wasn't having difficulty following Welcome to Night Vale's story, but it kept feeling like when he got himself to like a point, he would take a tangent and then just drive the tangent just like all the way home. I hated it. Like I, <laughs> I suffered through this episode. I just, I did not enjoy it. Um, I'm not saying that it is bad. I'm saying I it wasn't for me. Um, and what I'm going to do is, I'll get to that in a bit. I just, this, and this, I think it's the first time. I just, I didn't enjoy a wreck whatsoever. Oh man, it just, it was not for me. Like I have a couple other fiction podcasts that I love thoroughly that are more to what I typically enjoy in terms of format. I'm, I'm I'm a little uh, different in the sense I actually really like Welcome to Night Vale. Um, I over last fall um, was started listening through from the beginning actually, um, and I think it's just a lot of fun because it's it's the, the whole premise is that it's a radio broadcast from this town, this made up town, where all of these really inexplainable things, unexplainable, yeah, inexplicable things happen. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's just so fun and weird, and I like the, the, they're just, the first few episodes, they have a couple of really absurd things where it's like, don't look at the dog park, don't think about yeah, the I dog park, and it's just like, I love that, because it's just, I don't know, they, it's just so weird, um, and absurd and surreal, um, but there are, I've, I'm definitely with you on some of the, there, there was an episode where the the show host from like Night Vale and then from like the Pine Bluffs or Desert Bluffs or something like switched places there was some kind of freak storm and they switched from like one radio station to the other and they both loved where they were before but hated the opposite one and they were like really similar places or something um, and it was really weird but it was hard to f kind of 100% follow exactly what was going on um, I don't know. I think I think I get what you're saying with fiction podcasts. It's nice when they have different voice actors and they have different people playing the different characters. Um, 
But I don't necessarily think that's the point of the show. I think it's supposed to be a weird radio broadcast that you're just kind of hearing from the perspective of somebody that lives in the town. So I feel like part of the fiction and the fun of it is thinking, like, if I were living in this town and actually hearing this radio broadcast, how would I be thinking about this? How could I picture this in my head? And how could this be my daily life? That's a fun way to, to a fun perspective, but I hadn't, I hadn't considered that as a perspective before. Mm. Um, I think I would want to move out. Of town. <laughs> it's um, like if I lived in New York and they see you. If, if I lived in like Gotham City and I was sure. like, "Why am I living in this place where there's this crime all the time? Like I should just leave. <laughs> Why am I living where the Joker could just pop up on a daily basis?" Um, yeah. So last time Logan recommended that I watch uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I've heard that's a pretty good movie. It's a very good movie. Honestly, it's like, uh, I don't remember the year that it came out. I think it was 20, 2015. 2015? Yeah. I have it on my list. I actually bought it cheap at some point, but I've just oh. never watched it. You gotta watch it. It's great. It's like, it's 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 really interesting because to me, I feel like the plot is, um, for the most part, like, it seems like it's almost like a fetch quest in a video game. But there's all of these like different details that happen in the movie. Then they just like flesh out this world in in, in during the runtime, and it's just like it's so it's so fun. Um, the the guys with the chrome, the chrome boys, and everything. It's so good. I uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's it... so many war boys. Oh, war boys. That's one. My war fault. boys. War boys. Yeah. Is it one of those like movies where like you want to see the next one immediately so you can be in that world, or like you you would want it in a series? Uh... Because you said fleshing out the world was interesting. Yeah, I just mean like... Um, Sorry, not wanting to be, wanting to like observe what happened. Like you want to see I more get what you're saying. Yeah. of the adventures yeah, yeah, in this yeah, world. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Especially with the ending of the movie. Yes. Because they're like, I don't want to spoil it, but there's like a... There's a, for the populace of the movie there's a very very big shift that happens at the very end of it and it's like one of those things where you're like oh cool all of the systems that were built are just super corrupt and wrong and uh let's just uh, like flip the switch and now Mm -hmm. everything's better for everybody so do oh would you and i just give each other rex this week and then logan just sure we can do that yeah okay yeah um yeah so if i had to rate Mad Max Fury Road, I'd probably give it like a 9.5 out of 10. Like is 10. that good? Yeah. Yes. It's, is it just a yeah. movie about like guards and like dudes in leather? It's great. Dude, watch it. It's um like if you liked, well, you watched, uh, what was it? Um, Die Hard. You liked, oh, that was great. You, yeah, I just watched, you watched Die Hard for the I first think time. You would, I think you would like, I think you would like Mad Max. I really do. Yeah. I really think you would like Mad Max Fury Road. There's actually, <laughs> there's actually three movies that came before it and they're all directed by the same guy. Um, George Miller. Um, they're all directed by the same. There's Mad Max 1, Mad Max 2, Road Warrior, and then there's Mad Max um, Escape from Thunderdome, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, which is like the uh, the go- really goofy one. Um, but then apparently George Miller is also – he I think he is – he's I think he's considering or he's wanting to make another one. Like he's – like after this, like he wants to make – but apparently there's going to be a tone change from fury road so it's going to be a bit different it's going to be like a bit or a lot different so like what we were used to in fury road he's gonna like take that and kind of flip it around um, is it like on amazon or something like like where can you stream it right uh, now? 
You you can find it on YouTube movies, YouTube movies, or you can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Pretty sure of it. You should you should be able to find it on Amazon. Pretty sure it was on Amazon, but I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay, so you had that break last week. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's time for you now to recommend something to me. Oh sure, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Oh dang. boy. Man, I was gonna recommend something to you. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I want you to watch. I don't even look in your eyes. The second episode. Okay. Of Legion. On FX, since you've already watched the first. I hate you. I t- this is this this segment is toxic. This is, this is we just use this to get each other to watch things that we we know the others won't. I told you I watched the first episode of Legion when it first came out. It was weird. I uh-huh. did not like it. Uh-huh. I just didn't want to keep going. I watched uh-huh. it for Aubrey Plaza. Like that's the reason uh-huh. I checked it out. I don't like you right Guess now. Guess what? Watch episode two. <laughs> it's such a weird show. It is. It's so. It makes me feel genuinely uncomfortable. Like yeah. that's how creepy it is. Yeah. It's. it's uh. <sighs> okay. Fine. No, I'm sticking with it. Episode no, two. no, yeah, no. I'll stick yeah, to your guns. It's a great, I'll do it's it. a great show. It, it it smell like it smell. Logan, what does it smell like? Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one complaining. It smell like what? Yeah, because that's like that's my arc. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, a couple weeks ago, you gave me the wreck, um, and it was a very good wreck, unlike what you just did. Um, <laughs> you gave me the wreck uh, to watch a specific episode of Regular Show. Ah, uh, yes. A Cartoon Network television show that um, was created by a guy, J.G. Quintel, who has a yeah, new JG show Quintel. on HBO Max right now. Yes. We, we could, we could kill. Like sponsors, like we would totally nail it because we plug so much. We do. Yes. We're <laughs> pretty much shows. always just like, hey, yeah. well, watch this thing. Listen that's to a, this thing. Yeah, that's literally what the segment is. I just I thought it'd yeah. be cool for us to plug cool stuff. Like sure. that's what it is. Anyways, so you told me to watch a regular show. You gave me this particular episode that you knew I would enjoy because Childish Gambino and Tyler the Creator, two of my favorite artists, yeah. are in the episode, mm-hmm. and I, I it was delightful. I actually watched a few more episodes after that. Um, yeah. It's like an 11 minute show. It was on Cartoon Network. Um, just like a little cartoon. I thought of it. I never watched this show because it came on just as I was like kind of done with like Nick Cartoon Network and like a Disney Channel. Like I was probably 17 and I had like just aged out. Like the last thing I was watching was like probably like the last episode of iCarly. Like I think like maybe it was a couple years before that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, or whenever Hannah Montana was done, <laughs> like around that era is like right around when I was just kind of like, all right, I'm out. Whenever, sure. whenever Total Drama Island finished its second season, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm a little too old for some of these. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I was like, I'm not going to watch a new cartoon. Forget that. I'll just let these other ones just die. Yeah. Um, so didn't bother getting into it. I thought it was just like one of those like weird kids cartoons that are out now, like the gumball show or that. Uh, what is it, Uncle Grandpa or whatever? Oh, yeah. Just like, this looks weird. But it was Gumball's so much better than Uncle Grandpa. But is Gumball actually good? Yeah, it's really? actually there's. It's. I feel like a lot of the shows that were on um, Cartoon Network at that point, like Adventure Time, Regular Show, Amazing World of Gumball, uh, even Uncle Grandpa to an extent, had Steven that Universe? same Steven Universe. Yeah, Steven Universe 
I think I don't. Steven Universe had more of a like a like an overarching story, um, but those mm-hmm. other shows had like that same kind of absurdist humor mm-hmm. that was uh, that I really really liked. At least when watching regular show, because that was one, the one of those that I watched the most. See, the absurdist thing, it it, it takes a lot for it, it to win me over. Like, um, I consider the only absurdist movie I can enjoy occasionally is like Eric Andre. Sure, sure, sure. On his show, and even then, I can only tolerate so much. So how do you feel about the episode? So, thank you. Um, <laughs> so that's what I was worried is like I was worried going into this absurdist style show I was not going to enjoy it but you introduced me to an episode with two of my favorite rappers of course of course I, there's no way I was going to like this episode are you kidding me um, I enjoyed it very much I keep watching more episodes you've actually been watching it in the apartment yeah, a lot lately so I actually sat down with you sometimes to watch some episodes and it starts with just like a simple, tiny premise, and it gets insane at the end of these episodes in eleven minutes, and it's just—it's really funny sometimes. Like it's, it actually genuinely makes me laugh, and sometimes there's actual cool. Like the one of the things I like the most about the show is probably like this cool like friendships or like sure, bro yeah. moments between like the male characters where they aren't being like too cartoonish. They're just being like, "Hey, man, I wanted." It's like good like. It's like, it's like positive like male interaction. Yeah. And I really like seeing that. It, it, it's not just cartoonish. It's, it, yeah, it has like the silly side of it too. But sometimes they really are like, I wanted to be there for you. Or, hey, I was really hurt by this. And they actually talk about their issues. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it doesn't placate or like it doesn't like talk down to the kids. Yeah. At all. I, so I really like that. I think that's one of my favorite things about, about the show itself is that it, it packs so much into that 10, 11 minute span of the episode. And like, and there's a lot of heartfelt moments. There's a lot of ridiculously funny things that happen in the show. Um, and the the whole last season is a space odyssey. You you told me this like, four times. The whole the 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 entire last season takes place in space. And it's it's just I mean I don't know tonally it's really different and I don't know if I love it but it's just it's different it's cool. Um, I could I could watch some of it after this actually I could watch some regular show really good. It's a great show. I'm a huge fan. All right. So my recommend... I was going to give a recommendation to Logan, but Logan, what happened with your rec this week? Um, are you talking about talking about the boys' recommendation that you gave? Yes. I recommended to him the fantastic The Boys. <laughs> Whoa. For yeah. The Boys. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't able to get to it, so um, I'll get to it um, this week coming up. So Sounds good. Which episode yeah. is? Yeah, did you give him? I just the first episode. The okay. first episode. You, you don't need any other. Like, no, no, no. The first episode is. There's oh, a lot. That's. I a... I cannot wait for Logan to watch the first episode, and I I, I seriously cannot wait. Um, I'm pretty excited for this too. I have never been so sure of something in my life. Um, okay, so, um, in that case, I'll give you a break, and then we'll go to the group X and we'll okay. close. Cool. Um, based on our conversation about Welcome to Night Vale. And you know how I feel about fiction podcasts. You know I sure. enjoy them thoroughly. Sure. I know they aren't really your thing. Um, but that doesn't matter. That's not what the segment's for. <laughs> um, I wanted to give oh, no. you an example. I've showed you a couple examples of what I usually like. Kind yeah, of like yeah. But in the show format, I know you're going to think I'm going to recommend to you the truth, but I'm not. Um, I was thinking the truth and the bright sessions. Ooh, wrong. Both the times. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, my friend. By the way, the truth and the bright sessions are really great awesome awesome podcasts mm-hmm. oh, i just listened to the latest episodes of the truth this morning they're just jonathan mitchell and his team man oh 
good podcasting. No, it's a podcast that's very similar to The Truth, but they take a slightly longer format. Okay. The podcast is called Uncanny County. Uncanny County. And I'm going to have you listen to the episode 7, Rainbow Magic Kittens. Okay. Yeah. Uncanny what? County. Subscribe. Mystical truck drivers. Uh, episode 7. Uh, wait. Oh, that's season 2. That's why. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Rainbow Magic Kittens. I'm sorry, Bethany. <laughs> My daughter has joined the show. Aww. Hooray! Um, Hello, guys. My name is Atlas Agape. Oh, Let me watch all of your TV shows, please. Oh, no. There goes the microphone. <laughs> so cute. I can't get over it. Okay. My recommendation to you is Uncanny County, Episode 7, Rainbow Magic Kittens. Cool. Um... Let's add it to my list. Uh, to show you a bit more of like what I enjoy in my audio fiction. Sure, um, sure, sure. Versus uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Um, okay, and Derek, do you have a recommendation yes. for the three of us, sir? I do have a recommendation for all three of you. Now, I don't know if you all have watched Bob's Burgers. Yes, yes. We it's, all a, it's, a, it's a little animated show. I mean, I, I don't know if not many people have seen it, but uh, no. Um, from the creator of Bob's Burgers, uh, there's comes Central Park, which oh, has yeah. I've heard about debuted on Apple, ta- on Apple TV Plus. And uh, which I know, I'm sure you guys are all Android people, but yes. I, <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> I believe you can find a way to watch, you know, you can have, there's a seven day trial, whatever. You can, you can, uh, okay. but anyway, so <laughs> yeah, my recommendation, my, my recommendation is the first episode of uh, Central Park. Okay. And right. it is, it is very. I mean, the animation style is very similar to Bob's Burgers. It is entirely a musical. Oh. Oh, that's it awesome. It is delightful. There's like three or four musical numbers in the in in a 25 minute show. Wow. Uh, in every single episode. Hmm. Uh. So and it, it's delightful. I uh, highly recommend it. It's one of my new favorites. So. I think the first episode's up cool. on YouTube for free. Oh, uh, that's that's nice. possible. So we that's should like, watch it before it gets taken down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, I don't know if this is it. Um, I'm like looking it up right now. But that's a great recommendation. I've been wanting to check that show out. Yeah. Um, it's good. Is this it? Uh, for, for what it's worth, um, my wife is not a big fan of Bob's Burgers. But um, I, I tried showing her that and... Uh, but for some reason, she likes Central Park. So, um, yeah, maybe it's more palatable for some people. Yeah, this is this is the episode. I don't know if it's legally up there, but it's, <laughs> it's on YouTube right now. So I'll probably watch it tonight before it gets taken down. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. It's a great wreck. I like it. Cool. All right. I always like new shows. Yeah. Oh, gosh, you know how much I love new shows. All right, it's time for the closer. Um... Now, before we end, yes. I, I just want to let you all know that even, even if you think that you're garbage, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a trash can, not a trash cannot. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Is, is that more material? <laughs> Derek, will you be my dad? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a, uh, oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> let's end the show. Let's just end the show. <laughs> A group hug? Okay, Derek, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Um, 
That was my uh, pleasure. Addition, Thanks for having me. In addition to the Set to Learn podcast, which you can find anywhere, uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to plug? Nope. That's pretty much uh, what I'm doing interesting that's public these days. So yeah. I don't know if you could uh, follow me on Facebook for all of your coronavirus news updates oh, and uh, <laughs> telling people to wear masks. Wear masks. There we go. Yeah, please. Right. <laughs> We'd just, also like to... Sorry, go ahead. Just be kind to people. Just, just please. Absolutely. Uh, we'd also like to thank our wonderful editor who, unfortunately, this episode did not um, put herself on video so that she could... Um, oh, no, she yeah, she's on video yes, now so is. that she could shake her head whenever I fucked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, but you can find our fantastic Perfect. editor who puts together all of our episodes and does an amazing job and helped write the Larry's Dad Check. Um, oh, don't put that evil uh, on her. It. What? No, we wrote it together. <laughs> no. No, she knows that I was. I wrote. I literally wrote two fake ads before that, and then it was like, "Yo, I can't figure anything out." Uh, and then we, I just scratched everything, and then we just came up with it. Um, so yeah, she's awesome. You can find her at Color Obscura on Instagram and TikTok. Oh wait, did you know you can find us on Instagram and TikTok? We just oh, as of the release of this podcast, in the year of our Lord, we released <laughs> a new. Uh, <laughs> we released a new video. We did a teacher's video, and probably by the time this one releases, or maybe like a little bit after the one time this one releases, we're going to drop another one too. We're doing another teacher's video. Oh yeah, this one was good. Yeah, this Logan, one was Logan, good. Logan did some yeah, great look, it's, it's, it's the, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was great. Oh yeah, this, that was, it was a fun one. Um, it was it was another little video we did with, with Compactor. He, he, he helped us put it together. Oh yeah. We also have an awesome title sequence, which you can find. Oh yeah, um, so the theme song for our podcast was written by my band Space Between. Um, it's a song called Lessons. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. We do have an EP called Space Between on Spotify. Um, and uh, we're going to be having some news for the band coming out soon-ish. So if you Ooh. follow us there, you're going to find some stuff. Again, the plugs are Instagram and TikTok. Look for Team Trashcast. Look for Color.Obscura. Look for Space Between on Instagram. You want to check out the Set Learn podcast anywhere that you find podcasts. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And with that being said, smell, smell you later. later.